Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. And boy, does it feel good to be back in the saddle after, gosh, almost a week away from y'all. I appreciate you being patient with my travels, and I am excited to be back, and I am excited to have you back. If it's your 100th episode, well, you're a veteran, you know how this goes, but if it's your first episode, you've got Max and you've got Dave, two Florida State alumni that love the school. We've been covering it for, we just counted what, going on like 19, 20 months now. Yep. We love talking Florida State. We love talking to you. So thank you for coming back. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell at the top of your screen so you get notified when we publish new episodes and when we go live today. We are going to talk about Winston Wright, another wide receiver transfer. I believe that's what our third or that's our fourth one at this fourth. point, right? That's our fourth wide receiver transfer. Going to dig into him a little bit, see where he fits in. We'll probably talk a little national championship because why not? We're going to talk more transfer portal rumors that are flying around. And then we have to talk about a recalibration of expectations. So what that means is what are we expecting from this team when we see this level of talent coming in from the transfer portal? Stick around. Let's do this thing. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your team every day, the Locked On Seminoles podcast brought to you by NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Dave, buddy, how are we doing? We're doing great, Max. Uh, I'll tell you why. 2021 season, over. That's a good thing. Time to just chalk that whole last season, and I'm ready to lie. It it feels good to put it to bed, because you're absolutely right. You can't unleash the first lies from your elite lies quiver, or your quiver of elite lies, if you will, until the season has ended. Georgia is your 2021 national champions. At this rate, they are on pace to win at least one more before my grandkids go to college, which is just, I mean, that's a terrifying pace. The dogs are cranking out there. Well done, guys. Uh, Right. And it's over. We expected in the portal today, those of us of sane and rational mind, expected at least three or four Alabama transfers to leave that stadium and come directly to Tallahassee. Didn't quite happen like that. Ah, tough. You know, that's what Twitter told me to expect. Yeah, so that's a bummer. But we did get Winston Wright since the last time I was here. Winston Wright Jr. is a five foot nine, hundred and eighty pound slot receiver, originally from Savannah, Georgia. Fun fact: massive St. Patty's Day celebration there. Uh, Anyway, and he went to West Virginia out of high school. He has played there for three seasons now and has decided to transfer. Dave, I think you put it perfectly about Winston Wright. He is the most complete transfer that we have gotten at the wide receiver position. Yep. This year for sure, maybe ever. I, I don't know. But uh, it seems like the other transfers, right? Micah Pittman. We don't know because we have be a good seen receiver. Him. Could be, right. We've seen him, but we've, you know, we haven't seen like that breakout season from him or it be sustained. We're pretty sure he's a pretty good punt returner, right? Right. Johnny Wilson, Arizona State. Really tall guy. Highly could recruited. Be a good, right. Could be a good deep threat. Great pass blocking grade. So we know he's good at pass blocking. 
not 100% sure where he is as a receiver. Uh, and then we go to uh, help Deuce me out. The, Who knows? Deuce Spam from Illinois. Only has five catches in his career. Was a quarterback in high school. But th- two of them are for touchdowns. And one, he gets to the two-yard line. Probably a decent deep threat. Six foot four. Now we get Winston Wright. He is so just this past season, 2021, 63 receptions for 688 yards. Oh, yeah. Five touchdowns for a 10.9 average. Uh, Statistically and gross stats, let's see. Um, Probably. I got to think you would have let you. Yeah. So our number one receiver, sorry, it took me a second. Our number one receiver is Ontario Wilson with 382 yards. (laughs) Winston Wright had 688. Oh, God. Our number one receiver, touchdown-wise, was also Ontario Wilson with five. Winston Wright had five. Our next leading receiver, I'm not going to count to affiliate halfback, our next leading receiver was Keyshawn Helton with two. So he has almost, because I guess what, 720 would be double, has almost, or has, had almost doubled our leading receiver in receiving yards last year. And Winston Wright would have tied our number one receiver with touchdowns, but then he would have double and a half, sorry, two and a half X'd our second leading receiver. Uh, Dave, I, I want you to talk about him for a moment. Um, and now I have some fun stuff to, some other fun stuff to share about him. But what is the secondary benefit that Mr. Winston Wright is also proven to be pretty good at that he's bringing to Florida State? Well, It's probably the most embarrassing part of this team this year. Um, It's something that I can't talk enough shit about because it's truly that bad, which is our kick return game or lack thereof. Uh, He is actually a decent kick returner. In addition to being top five in the Big 12 in receptions, top 10 in receiving touchdowns and yards, he was also an excellent kick returner, which is something, again, this year we struggled with guys knowing when to run a kick return, being able to catch a kick return, knowing when not to run a kick return, pretty much everything a kick returner needs to know or be able to do. Yep. And we've got a guy now that has two touchdowns in the last two years from the kick return position. One more thing I wanted to point out about Winston Wright, because guys, it would not be a locked on Seminoles YouTube show. If Max did not bust out the spreadsheet was I went through and I wanted to see, I started to notice a trend. I wanted to put it together of, how does he do when the moment gets bigger, right? We know the brightest or the best stars shine the brightest when the moment's the biggest. They don't wither away, right? They don't fumble the ball at their own uh, in their own red zone inexplicably and then have the weirdest looking one-handed fumble recovery I've ever seen. They step up to the plate. This is every game Winston Wright has played in. Um, oh, hang on. Well, in the past, in the past two years, right? not every game, not every game. No, no, hang on. In the past two years, that was against a ranked opponent who was ranked in the top twenty-five. So, if you look, these are his averages against ranked teams for the past two years: average four and a quarter receptions, almost fifty-five receiving yards for an average of eleven and a half or so yards, with his average long in those games being twenty-eight point. Eight. I'm not median that because like I feel like you got to kind of pull high and low. His median being 26 and a half. I mean, guys, that's that's pretty wild, right? Like we don't have anyone on this team 
that is averaging 55 yards a game against top 25 teams. I would I would challenge we probably don't have anyone on this team that we would be comfortable throwing the ball to four and a quarter times against a top 25 team. Yeah, he's instantly the most productive receiver and proven receiver on our roster. And the last thing I wanted to point out about him is if you like me, like PFF grades, every single receiving category that they grade, he improved from his freshman year to his sophomore year and his sophomore year to his junior year. Every possible category year over year. That's what I want to see. A guy who's actually getting better. Now, Max, I'm sure you'd have some things to say about what Ron Dugans might have to say about that if he's here. But yeah, we'll find maybe out he's proven already. He can't ruin him. We will find out at the end of this month what's happening with Ron Dugans. I I oscillate between is the silence good or is the silence bad? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll let y'all know when I know. But it is nice to have a proven commodity at receiver. And that's not to take a shot, by the way, at the other transfer guys. I think Michael Pittman could be a very good receiver here. I think that um, Deuce Span could be a very good receiver here if that big play potential is maximized. And you can't teach six foot seven like Johnny Wilson's bringing into the locker room. So what I find really, really fascinating is that we've now brought in three, four transfer wide receivers, and this may be a complete turnover of the wide receiver room. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see all four of these guys starting in the first game next year, which is pretty wild when you think about it. But I want to get more to our general transfer strategy, give a little, uh, Give our thoughts on that. But before I do that, folks, I want to try to make you a little bit of money and make sure that y'all are using the Get Upside app. I've been using it. You should too. It's really simple. When you're going to go get gas, you open the Get Upside app, and then it tells you which gas stations near you are offering you cash back. You go to those gas stations, you fill up, you get your cash back, and then you can do with that cash whatever you choose to do. They'll give it to you in a gift card. They'll give it to you uh, in your bank account, several different ways. And again, you get cash back just for buying gas that you were going to buy anyway, with gas prices being what they are today. Come on. It's a no brainer. And then after y'all do that, you made a little bit of money. Why don't you pop inside the convenience store there, see if they have any built bars. Hopefully it's your lucky day and they do. But if they don't go to builtbar.com and order a box. So you never run out again, builtbar.com and use promo code locked fifth. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That's locked 15 at BuiltBar.com. Dude, did you just see that video Drake sent us? No. Go in the group chat. All right. Well, Johnny Wilson's a... I I said you can't teach 6-7. And like on cue, Drake sends us this video. It's on Brennan Sinone's Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to check it out. Of a ball doing what looks like should be sailing over his head and the longest arms I've ever seen extending and grabbing the football at high velocity. That's terrifying. It makes me feel better as a fan that my eyes saw that receiving room last year. And now I know that the coaches saw the same thing I did and said, Oh shit, we need to completely revamp this room. Well, except for one part of the room that they seem to be ignoring. Right. But in terms of personnel-wise, they got it. I saw the same thing they did. They sucked, the receivers. 
I can't imagine a scenario where the coaching staff on defense looks and sees, hey, that D-line actually got some pressure last year. Hey, these those DBs made some impressive plays last year. What about those three guys in the middle? The linebackers or whatever lack thereof here. That whole room needs to be flipped. We started with the Tatum Bethune from UCF. That was a great pickup. There's plenty more that can be done at that room because as badly as the receiver position needed to be totally revamped that whole room, the linebacker position equally, if not more, need three new starters out there, at least two. Dude, this guy's my new favorite player. I absolutely agree with you. We have to go up to the linebacker room. I'm sorry. (laughs) Keep going. So I looked up his statement. You know who's not mentioned in a statement about him coming to Florida State? Like who he doesn't say had anything to do with the decision? Who? Ron Dugans. No mention of that. But do you want to hear what his caption was for his tweet? Like he tweeted out a picture with a statement on the picture, right? Do you want to hear what his caption was? Was it Mikey Cornrose? No, it says, hey, Alexa, play Shock the World by Rod Wave. Hmm. Okay. Feels like, a, feels like a shot at Travis Hunter, and it's kind of hilarious. Uh, we're not going to get to a Travis Hunter episode, but if that is what I think it is, I respect it. You will be a great addition to the petty army that is Florida State Twitter. Y'all stay yes. petty, we'll stay peppy, and together. I don't know. I, I should have finished that a little stronger. Um, I, I It's just like, sorry, I totally lost train of thought because I was laughing so hard at that. Linebackers? Yeah. It's just interesting when you think about how important the linebacker position is and you want to see it addressed, but we probably won't until the end of the spring. And I want to just throw a word of caution out there before we sort of move on from the transfer talk for our listeners. If y'all listen to the show, you know, I'm going to shoot to you straight. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you my opinions. I think that we really screwed up um, in the transfer portal by not landing a backup quarterback that could get on campus. Yeah. I also realize because I'm a human, I, I can think about things, right? It's not often I do, but sometimes that's a hard ask. Like, Hey, go find a guy that wants to transfer to be a backup. Like that's not a popular, someone said that in our comments. I was like, yeah, it's a good point. Um, not many transfers are like, I'd really like to not play next year. That's, that's why I'm leaving my current school. And then we want him to go find linebackers. And again, that's just not a position where like a lot of quality guys are just flooding to the portal. So we also asked him, Hey, go find a whole new defensive line. Again, tough to find like, real, real talent in the portal there. But the guys are adverse, and they got us Tatum, and they got us four wide receivers. So the point I'm making is I think this coaching staff portal-wise has probably done everything within reason that they've been asked. It hasn't been the, oh, this is crazy. We got like, you know, uh, a Caleb Mills equivalent on the football field. But it's like, what else could they have done really? I mean, I think this team... And I don't mean the players, I mean the fans. After looking on Twitter, y'all got to take a step back and realize we won five games last year. We won three the year before that. We combined for less wins than Georgia has won on average every season since 2012. Great players don't want to come here right now. There's a good pitch, though, based on what you're saying, and I'm glad you said that. Even as a five-win team, you can still come here and improve your draft stock. You come yeah. here. Look, 
we're, we're going to get better. We're going to win more games. We need you to do that. But if in the off chance we don't, guess what? Look what just happened. Jermaine Johnson's a first rounder and he made himself that way at Florida State. That's a great pitch. That's exactly right. And the point, that's the point I'm making is like this staff really couldn't have done much more. Like they, you're not going to get an Oklahoma starting quarterback transfer to come to this school. It's not going to happen, but you could find some diamonds. You can get a Jared verse, an FCS guy who's blown up the stat sheet, who like is looking to do what Jermaine Johnson did and says, I want to find a place that's going to let me show off who I am and get me to the league. And he wants to come here. Fantastic. Again, four wide receivers. I would bet if y'all made me put money on it, don't run me out of town in the comments for this, please. But I would bet two of them hit. I don't think all four of them are going to be great. It's just not how it works. It doesn't work that way with recruits. It doesn't work that way with NFL free agents. It doesn't work that way with draft picks. And it's not going to work that way with transfers. I would I would bet if, if you said, okay, our leading receiver last year had 385 yards. Dave, how many of these transfers do you think end up over that? This year? Next year, yeah, in 2022. One. One. Okay. I would say, I would say two, I'd say we set the over at one and a half to end up. And with the leader having five touchdowns, second, second um, on our roster, having two touchdown receptions, let's, let's go with a three number, right? Or three and a half. How many of these receivers do you think have over three and a half touchdowns? I would probably say one on that one. Yeah. Which would be a good hit rate, by the way, like you get in four receivers. It's a position where you got to cycle them through. Boy, do I have great news for you. NetSuite right now, the number one cloud financial platform for growing businesses. That's right. The choice of over 28,000 businesses that already use NetSuite for growing their business, closing their books in no time and staying ahead of their competition is having special end of the year financing. For those of you ready to upgrade, just go to NetSuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D at NetSuite.com slash locked for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. You need visibility. You need the cloud. You need NetSuite. NetSuite.com slash locked. So do you want to, last segment, do you want to talk recalibrating expectations? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so my question to you, Max, is this. Water break. Does this transfer class impact your expectations compared to what you thought it would be previously for what, what to expect next year? It absolutely does. And here's why. And this is what I wanted to get to. Transfers are not recruits. Recruits still impact expectations, by the way. Jimbo's expectations going into next year are higher then they would have been had he gotten the number four or five class. He got the number one class, arguably ever. the number one class ever. Well, there's some iffy stuff there because they're letting that they're letting more kids in, I thought. But it doesn't matter. All right, maybe not. But maybe it's the number one class ever. Great. Your expectations should be relative to your recruiting class. We talked about this over group text where what makes college football great? You were talking about NIL deals and this and that and the other. And you're not wrong, but I, I made what I think is probably the best point, what separates college from the NFL and always will, is there can never be a Tom Brady of college. You get four years. Now you can play a couple games during your redshirt year, but you get four years and you have to leave. Unless so, you're Steven Garcia, then you get 10. Right, yeah. Or Jake Gar- I thought Jake was the one that stayed for it. Who cares? Yeah, right. Anyway, my point is, if we're bringing in 
now four wide receivers that all have all have experience at the collegiate level, right? We're bringing in uh, who who is their our upgraded offensive line. We brought Caden Lyles. Caden Lyles. We're bringing in a linebacker with 105 tackles. We're bringing in a defensive end who had what 14 sacks at Albany last year. Those guys are now Florida State Seminoles. And had they never been transfers, let's say all of them have played at Florida State their entire careers, and you said, "Hey, Max, you've got these four receivers with these stats." One of you know one of them is a good punt returner. One's a great pass blocker, and one's got two kick returns for touchdowns in the last two years. By the way, coming off the edge, you got a guy with 13 sacks. By the way, you've got a Mike linebacker that has 105 tackles. Oh, and by the way, you got uh, uh, who do we get? Greedy Vance playing in the slot. You know, you got him to help you refill at cornerback. Well, if that had all been true, December 1st, and they'd all been still wearing garnet gold. I would have set my expectations at a higher level than I did at December 1st. So I kind of now have to change those expectations. Does that make sense? I will say this though. My answer is a little different. I expected this coaching staff to understand the importance of the transfer portal and to do something similar to what they've done. Maybe not the exact players, but just to get an impact class that would fill some needs. I don't going into this transfer cycle, but before we had gotten all these guys, I, I I can't say that I expect to win more games next year than I did before we got these guys because I, I trusted the coaches to identify what the problems were. They did exactly what I thought they needed to, arguably better. I still expect this team to compete for eight wins next year. No, that, that's not up from what I thought. I thought that's what we needed to do and could and probably possibly would do. And it's definitely not worse. Like the loss of Travis Hunter, for example, didn't alter my win-loss total of this team. We've addressed sure. that position still, uh, at least on the, the offensive side. So I still expect this team to be similar to what I thought it would be before all this drama. Hmm. That's interesting because it, it, it's both similar and the exact opposite of what I said, right? And what I mean by that is that I said you have to you you have to recalibrate the expectations of the team based on who's on it, assuming your expectations were based on who was on the roster that day. You're kind of going with the Alabama theory, right? Where everyone always says, "Oh, we know Bama's going to reload. It's Bama. Oh, we know Georgia's going to reload." And it's a fair it's a fair point, you know. And, and I think that makes sense. Your expectations were based on I know they're going to go get some transfer wide receivers. Um, what I'm curious about. It's not just you. I think as Florida State fans, especially, we all do this. But you know, make sure when you are setting expectations for the season, for this coaching staff, for these players, you're asking yourself: Am I am I am I reasonably saying what I expect them to do, or am I saying what my expectations are? If this were a disciplinary situation, right? Am I saying if I'm the athletic director of Florida State University? I expect my coach to be able to win eight games and I expect my number one receiver to have 700 yards and I expect my quarterback to throw 25 touchdowns. Or are you saying with the current roster, I expect Mike Norvell to be able to win eight games and I expect my number one receiver of this roster to be able to have 800 yards and I expect Jordan Travis to be able to throw 25 touchdowns. They don't have to be different things. Yeah. But I think that's just, and I'm going to have that be my closing thought I think that's just an important thought as we think about next year. We need to constantly be asking ourselves because, by the way, both conversations are fair to have. You can say, hey, I expect five and a half. For me, it's five and a half is my over-under for next year. 
based on who's on the team. I think six wins is a fine year. I think Mike Norvell still gets fired if he wins six games. I think that seven is pretty good and eight is great. But as a Florida State fan, I'm not going to – there were people in my neighborhood in Marietta shooting off fireworks till three in the morning last night. I'm not doing that if we win seven games. Probably not doing it if we win eight, right? Like, I'm not going to be, oh, we won the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Get the Roman candles. Right. But I can still say that they achieved expectations in that vein. So, I don't know. That's what I got for you guys tonight. It was great being back in the saddle, Dave. I appreciate you hopping on with me. And I appreciate all y'all letting us do what we do. I'm Max. That's Dave. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure that you like the individual video. Comment below what you want us to talk about the rest of the week. And this was Locked on Seminoles. You mad.